Hello, welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. Today, I am talking to Eddie Lofthouse, founder at Harbour Brewing and High Point Drinks. And we're going to focus on High Point Drinks today. With decades of experience and the freedom to find unique possibilities in fermentation, they have created layered and complex non-alcoholic drinks. High Point's premium fermented non-alcoholic aperitifs and digestives are made the right way with time, heart and soul by their expert team on the Cornish coast. And here to talk about High Point drinks in his own words is Eddie Lofthouse. So I'm Eddie. I started High Point, sort of the concept about three years ago, really. Um, just to clarify, like I am not a non-alc guy. I, I, you know, my background is actually in brewing beer, and I founded a brewery that we we've done all right for ourselves. So we supply some of the best bars and restaurants around the country. So the inspiration for for the non-alc was really a drive to drink less personally. Um, really getting basically getting whinged at by my wife for getting home after work on a Monday. Just that, that moment when you get home, you're just like, oh, to switch off and just going to have a beer. Just, like, just one, you know, it's not like I've got this massive alcohol problem. It's just that, that switch off beer at the end of the day. Um, and she was like, oh, why don't you just have, you know, a glass of water? Or, and it just, didn't, it just didn't give me that same thing. So we started playing around a lot around what could we do um, within beer, whether it's non-out beer. And as yet, you know, we, we're, like, we've got some amazing brewers that work for us. I haven't found a beer that really hits the mark for me yet that's, that's not a less than proposition. Um, and the same with, with non-out spirits in many ways. You know, I you know, don't want to talk about other people's products, but I, I haven't found a non-out gin that's as good as gin. Like, I haven't found a, a non-out alternative that is a mimic product that is as yet as good as the real thing. So when we started out, it was never to mimic a, a product that's already out in the market. So it wasn't making a, a non-out beer that wasn't quite as good as a real beer, or it wasn't making a non-out gin that wasn't quite up to a real gin. We, we wanted to make a product that, that we really enjoyed, that, that just fitted in a moment, and that after work, and we live, you know, we, I live down by the beach, so you know, watching a sunset, Monday night, yeah, I can't drink every day, so what, what is it that, that sort of Aperol moment, that um, gin and tonic, that first drink of the evening, like a spritzy summer drink. Um, and that's where we came up with High Point Ruby, sort of grapefruity, really bitter. Um, it, it allows you to drink at the same pace as, a, as an alcoholic drink, which I think is really important because a lot of you know, soft drinks as such, you just guzzle them down. You know, I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a ginger beer at the moment and you know, that'll be gone in two minutes. And, yeah, yeah. and you buy sugar content, so it's not particularly great for you. So yeah, anyway, I sort of digress, but the, the sort of driver for it was, personal wanting to be better you know but at the same time not in a sort of way that we want to preach about you know non-alcs the the only way forward we make the majority of our money from selling beer so that would be wrong of us but it's that that moment where you're willing to to sort of compromise on and you know we all know we should make better choices and and it's about making appropriate choices for me so i still go out to the pub with my wife have a few drinks still you know, go and watch the footy and, and, and have a couple of pints, um, a glass of wine with dinner. Um, but, you know, on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, when I don't really need to have a drink, it, it replaces that moment for me. Yeah, you know, my wife now, she prefers it to, 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 to the sort of normal drinks that she would have gone for in the past. So it's, it's really replaced alcohol for her. Um, but for me, you know, I still enjoy a, a full fat beer um, yeah. as, as well as, as, you know, one of our other drinks that we produce. Yeah, it's interesting. It is 
sometimes it's more about routine for guys, isn't it? Like you say, you finish work, you're almost on the clock. I mean, I, I grew up, my dad would come home and that would be, you know, his relief. Um, he might even have one or two in the, in the lorry on the way home. That was, you know, that things were like things were done you know easier easier time shall we say but it, it's kind of habit forming isn't it just that yep. sitting down switching off um so how do you think it why do you think that is personally as well is it that no, no, alcohol think, serves you know, as a relief well i don't even think it i really don't think i mean as an ex-smoker i i gave up smoking really easily as in i was i didn't struggle but it was what do i replace it with in that moment um, you know, get up in the morning, used to have a coffee and a cigarette. And the cigarette was just a habit bit. But I remember when it stopped, it was sort of like, all right, what do I replace that with? And and, and it wasn't that I needed the, the nicotine. It was simply a, the habit part. And I think having that drink, that switch off moment for a lot of us, you know, you get to the end of a long day, get home at whatever time it is, half six, seven o'clock. Um, how do I now switch from work mode to switch off mode? And I don't think it's about the alcohol. I think it simply is the habit that we've, a lot of us have got into in our, you know, pre-dinner drink, whatever it is. Um, you go around to friends' houses, it's that, oh, let's have a drink. So, you know, alcohol, I don't think is the issue. It's the, what do we replace the alcohol with that allows us to still be creatures of habit because that's what we are generally in life and and still enjoy that and it not feel like a less than proposition or an inferior replacement for something. Mm. So yeah. you know, having a having a beverage that you drink at about the same pace, because a lot of soft drinks, you you know, you guzzle. If you go to the pub and your friends are all drinking pints and you're drinking Coke, you'll finish your Coke so quickly. Um, and so it's about, you know, for me, a lot of it's about the moderation of, uh, and moderation of liquid intake almost, because you don't sit in there and drink, let's say, you know, replacing an Aperol moment. You don't neck an Aperol in two minutes, but you might neck an Aperol in two minutes. Generally, one doesn't. <laughs> you are, if, you're in the, if my girlfriend's there, she will do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's about finding, finding a, a, a drink that can replace that moment and replace the speed of serve, the, the experience, the feeling something, something special as well. If you're making a, a drink at home, whether it's a gin and tonic or an Aperol or opening a beer and pouring a glass and you get that nice head or whatever it is, it's part of the habit of preparing a beverage for that moment as well. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, that riff, when you open a beer and you get that, you know, when you open mm. the, it's part of that. It's all about the sensory thing. It's not just around the, the, the drink and certainly not the alcohol. So it was finding those, those moments where, you know, ours is, ours is generally mixed with tonic, the ruby. So, you know, it's, it's that 50 mils, ice, slice, uh, and then tonic water. And it, you know, it allows you to carry on those habits that a lot of us have formed over years and years of consumption. Yeah, um, and 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 still have a, a memorable drink that makes you feel special, basically. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the the kind of the sound of just opening a beer, but also I, I related that to smoking when I used to smoke. The I would always hate other people lighting my cigarettes because you yeah. would you you have that, and I think it's kind of there is something psycho analytical about it when you hear the sound of that and the feel of the zippo and the connection that you yeah. have with all that it all kind of infuses the experience and the same with drink but you you mentioned also the 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 moment where you do treat yourself because i feel like you know if you do if you don't drink i mean i didn't drink for about four and a half years i've only just uh, started drinking again recently but there was never anything that i could do that was a, a decent ritual where mm. I would feel like I'm treating myself, if you know what I mean, even though I'm not 
I'm not drinking. I guess I'm treating my body well in that respect, but I'm, I'm not having any special moments. So I'm, I'm glad this That's kind of case. Moment, isn't it? it is. It's, it's whether it's, you know, the non, there's lots of non outs out there and lots of good ones and, and lots of them allow you that moment where you prepare something that you feel special from. Um, and it, and it's not just, um, you know, I'm not drinking, so I'm not having this moment. It's, it's being part, you know, being part of that, that experience that, you know, is part of, certainly part of British society and, you know, much wider than that, I'm sure. But, you know, we, we are a creature of habit and, and certainly over my number of years on the planet so far, alcohol's formed a big part of it. And, you know, we've got bars and restaurants and, and stuff that, that we have as a, as a business. And, you know, we can go down and, you know, I'm going, as I said to you earlier, I'm going down to the beach afterwards. We've got a bar down there. But, you know, then I've got a 20-minute drive back home. So, you know, I won't, I won't be having a drink. I will have a high point, but it allows me that moment where I'm like, oh, cool, I'm in the bar, yeah. I'm having a drink. Um, I don't feel like I'm having something less than everyone else. I feel like mm. I'm part of that. Um, and, 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 you know, it's hugely important. And how healthier is it? I always thought this when I was at the bar, not drinking. How healthier is it to have like a Coke or like you're having a ginger ale there? I mean, in terms of it's not. Because you're just you're putting a, you're putting a, like that alternative of well let's just put more sugar in rather than blood. Yeah, out. like the sugar yeah. content of some of the soft drink, traditional soft drinks, even if it's a glass of orange juice, right? It's actually really not really good for you at all. So I can't, I should know these facts. I think our, our high point is so if you mix our high point uh, ruby with tonic, like a slimline tonic, that's less sugar content than a normal gin and tonic. So it's not like we are we're giving you a a particularly high sugar content drink um and, and because you don't drink lots of it it's a low consumption product so as i say you know i'll drink you know, I'm, I'm most of the way through this ginger beer now and i actually have no idea what this sugar content is but it will be a lot yeah um, so but but it's it never the like, it's never the healthy know. alternative i mean when people it's say, not oh, a soft drinks Soft drinks aren't particularly healthy. I mean, water's good for you, as we all know, yeah. but it doesn't replace that moment. So um, to, to have a low, lowish sugar product that allows you to have a lower consumption rate than a, than a sort of high sugar product is great. Um, and we don't sell our product. You know, we aren't. Uh, I mean, you can see me. A lot of your listeners can't see me, but I'm not this health guy. It's just about better choices for me. Um, so... You know, we, they are, it is a healthier, but we don't sell it as a health product because I think once you're selling things as a health product or a healthier alternative, for me, it's just about, you know, we all need to make some better choices in our lives. We, yeah. we, we all know we shouldn't do something. So this allows you a, a credible alternative to some of those moments you might have without feeling that you're not getting the same as everyone else. Do you think also there's a demand now for, uh, or a higher demand for non-alcoholic drinks now? Because there was so little choice back, you know, I'd say 10, 20 years. Uh, totally. I mean, you go back, I don't even know, five years even. The, the, yeah. the selection on whether bar shelf or supermarket shelf was, you know, one or two products. Now there is selection there and there's there's different, you know, there's non-alcoholic gins, there's non-alcoholic vodkas. Be honest, I don't really get non-alcoholic vodka because vodka doesn't really taste of anything. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we've got spritz drink. You know, ours are made into spritz or mixes. We've got a really smoky one. Um, so, you know, it doesn't try and mimic a whiskey, but it might replace it in a, in a cocktail and things like that. Um, there are, we've got a selection of non outs behind me that I can see over there. We've got an Indian based uh, spiced one. There's non out beers back there. You know, there's, there's non out alternatives for pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, and that's great. You know, just having selection because 
you know, much as I like our products, I don't always want to drink the same thing. You know, you want selection. So um, I think having a credible selection of adult beverages that, you know, you can drink in an adult environment, whether that's the pub or around a dinner, going over to friends at a party, whatever it is, that you don't feel that, you know, oh, um, like the schlur days, you go to a party and if you weren't, if you weren't drinking, they give you a bottle of schlur or an elderflower cordial. Like, oh, okay. nothing, but at the same time, it's hardly exciting. After your second one, you're a bit, uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm enough definitely. to get you drinking again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, the selection that's around and not out is amazing at the moment. And, it, and it's great for the, and, and the quality, I think, now is better than ever before as well. So you know, the, there are non-out products out there that, you know, are great and, and great alternatives and great replacements. Um, and, and so that's, you know, it's all, all good for the industry and it allows, because the standard's improving, I think it's drawing more people in, which means there's more consumers and people making, you know, as I say, making better choices in, in whatever fits in their lives. And uh, so I, I was going to ask this at the beginning, but where does the name High Point come from? So High Point um, is, so on the bottle, um, there's, a, there's a rock formation, and it's actually from the highest point of Cornwall, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Router. It's actually not the highest point, it's the second highest point, but the highest point is actually called Brown Willie, and we didn't think Brown Willie <laughs> was going to go that well for a non-out product. So uh, High Point was named after a Router, um, a, a rock formation on Router. Um, which is sort of a 20-minute walk from my house, and I walk up there uh, a lot with the kids, and it's just sort of, it just seemed to fit because, you know, we're looking for that high point of your day, you know, that end-of-the-day moment um, where quite often, you know, if you've had a hard day, that beer or that that drink that you have when you get home uh, is the high point of, of your day so far, and, and that's the moment we were looking to replace. So it sort of fitted, and when we were chatting about it, I was walking up up that hill a lot, um, so, so it just it just seemed to work. And so, uh, you released this last year, is that right? Back in yeah, so we, we sort of late uh, summer, late summer last year. We we served it in our own bars last summer, and it went really well. We were due to launch the product itself in June last year, but because of COVID and supply issues, like the bottles didn't arrive till September. So I can't remember if it's August or September. Um, and then, yeah, then, then, then we sort of got, got the product into market and you know, we've, we've sort of, we've picked up, we've got some amazing accounts. We're in some of the you know, best bars and restaurants in, in London and Cornwall where we've sort of tried to hit, um, first and, and it's going really well. Yeah. People are, people are loving it. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's a product with lots of flavor. It's not, and it's slightly different. So, um, you know, we, we definitely polarizes, especially the amber, which is, really smoky so we actually smoke some of the ingredients in there smoke the uh, oh, liquid nice. so it, it, you know it's it's different and because of that it, you know it is slightly polarizing people really love it or really hate it and i'm cool with that you know i think if we make a product that's yeah it's just all right and it sits in the middle and no one really cares yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't fill anyone with any passion so no i'd much prefer to be a product that you love or you not i mean hate's a strong word but you know you, you can really get behind or it's really not for you i think just bland in the middle. So, yeah, yeah. But also, um, you know, we, we get, we get our reviews are like, Oh, this is the best thing I've ever tried. Or, Whoa, this really isn't for me. Right, and, yeah. and that, that's, that's cool. You know, the, the joy is that we're getting like 75% people really love it and 25 really don't. And, 
if it obviously was the other way around, we might want to. <laughs> it wouldn't be commercially viable. But what the would you say? It's a bit like maybe peated whiskey in that it it's a device. Yeah, it's really spooky, but it's it's not it's not trying to sit in a whiskey space. But we're we're finding people are using it instead of. Um, the, the, the amber especially, it's bartenders are absolutely loving it as an ingredient. Um, alcoholic, non-alcoholic drinks. Um, I think a lot of non-alcs aren't very punchy. They're not, they're not like in-your-face big flavors. So when you mix them into co- non-alc cocktails, you, you're not really getting the benefit of the, the drink, but ours are big, punchy, vibrant flavors. So when they're mixing them, they're, they're able to mix them into, into big, full-flavored drinks. And we've got everything from... Collins's to um, Negroni's and you know people are replacing sort of really big tequila like smoked tequilas big smoky whiskies with the amber so there are all sorts but you know it comes down to those big punchy flavors that that are great for people to sort of hang the hat on yeah that's and I'm I'm always curious with uh, non-alcoholic drinks or or uh, say a brewery company that's already got uh, an established product and then branching out uh I actually went to uh, the Isle of Islay some years back and uh, the Brook Laddick distillery there, they started to just do gin in the last couple of years alongside their whiskey, but they said that they could actually, it was a faster turnover because they had all the botanicals on the island anyway to make the gin. And of course you don't need gin to uh, ferment for as long as whiskey. So uh, I'm transmitting that over to you. Does the the non-alcoholic version of a drink does that take longer to put together than maybe brewing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, beer. It's different. I mean, I think. Well, let's talk about normal non-alc. Um, as far as I'm aware, there's not many people really making non-alcs in the market. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors around what is actually going on in the industry, and I think people are conscious of that when they're paying, you know, twenty pounds for a bottle. Going well, what am I really paying for? Um, so what, what we do, and I can, I can actually show you because I'm at the facility where we make it, is we basically make a base liquor, which is fermented. It takes around three weeks to ferment. Um, so a beer takes about two weeks. So already it's a longer process than, than, um, than uh, making beer. Um, so we make this base liquor and then we age it on different things. So we, we take one big batch and then we'll age it on all sorts of different botanicals. Uh, like we've got oak in there. We've got... Um, different zests so we've got grapefruit zest orange zest and then and then we get together all of those things at the end and they all age and infuse for different amounts of time and then we blend those back into the base liquids so we make two or three different base liquids age them on different um infusions and then so yeah our process is between you know at, at the quickest three weeks for some of the infusions right up to sort of eight weeks for others um and we've got barrel age versions so as we're as we're talking about how we do it i'll take you through magic door yeah, well, this will be fun, actually. So, yeah, whilst you're walking through the doors, Eddie's going to show us a few batches. If you're on the YouTube, people, we can show you this clip on the YouTube. Head over to Men's West Style. So this is our links there. facility. We've got a big window behind me here, which is why it's all a bit light. Oh, nice. Right? So, yeah, yeah. so this is where we make the base liquor. It's a little little brewery. Um, so we make basically make a, a tea base using all sorts of different teas, green teas, black teas. Uh, Lapsang goes into the amber, so we've got um, all the smokiness that you get from Lapsang. Then we ferment in a few of these different vessels. So we get open top vessels. Uh, we would do aerobic fermentations. We do anaerobic fermentations. We switch between the two, so we get a bit geeky with all the different bacteria. We've got product aging in barrels. If you look at those giant 3,000-litre barrels back there, we've got different products aging in those right down to some of the more obscure infusions where you've got these big bats on the floor um, where you've got all sorts of different bits that are just aging at different different levels. And then we get 
what we do is we take all of those different component parts and blend them back to give us the sort of the dream um, sort of liquid at the end. So, Amazing. you know, it's a natural product. It's fermented with both yeast and bacteria. It takes time. And, and I think people get what it's about. And they, they understand why they're paying. You know, it takes us weeks to make this product. And I think people, yeah. therefore, can appreciate it. And, it, you know, we, we are craftsmen as such. That's fascinating. Uh, well, Eddie, I think you might have touched... send in some flavors profile of the lab. <laughs> Could you tell us, uh, just to wrap up, the people that might be buying some high point drinks what the the best signature serves might be maybe a, a two or three signature serves that you recommend or some that you've already got in on your go i mean the high point which i'll just grab a bottle of each thing and see what i've thought yeah let's have a quick look at these eddie's just gone to the top shelf i'm back i'm back i do apologize here that's all right here we go so ruby so big red um it's ruby colored and nice. it's a beautiful red sort of Campari colored drink. Um, we, that, you know, signature serve on that was super simple, just with tonic, 50 mils of tonic, of, um, of high point with a standard bottle of tonic water, 275 bottle, over ice, slice of grapefruit, just perfect. Um, you know, really sunny day beer, sunny day drink um, that you can, you know, just get behind and, and sip in the sun. And that's sort of where it all started. And then Amber really, you know, our, our serve, with this one, I mean, people get crazy. We've got people making all sorts of different drinks, but, you know, just standard 50 ml with a ginger beer over ice works great. Uh, right through, you know, I was drinking this the other day with Vimto. Um, oh, old school. Proper old school, like I'm a northerner, so, you know, having Vimto. Um, we just had some around and someone said, you should try that. So just with lime and Vimto, it was next level. Honestly, it was amazing. It uh-huh. smoke, like it took what is, you know, a kid's drink. To, to just a whole nother level. It brings, you know, fermentation, what, what fermentation does, it brings, it brings complexity to products. Um, and so you're getting really complex layered flavors from these things. And, and you just don't get that. You just don't get that from any other technique of, of liquid production in my view. So what, wow. what they allow you, you know, the amber definitely, you know, get, get hold of it, play with it. You know, it's not bad. Don't drink it neat. Like it just doesn't taste great. So right. Mix it, mix it into ginger beer as a standard serve or ginger ale, um, or, or really get creative. And then you know, the amber's to- uh, sorry, the ruby's totally different, just with a tonic water, and you know it makes a really great long drink. And it will be a nice surprise for the guests, I think. So now that we're opening up a bit and we're the sun's coming out, a few more garden parties. This will be something different for people to to get involved with as well and be conversation stimulators around the barbecue. I'm thinking. Does. Of- I think it, it, people are really surprised. We use some of the ingredients in there that you really only get in alcohol. Uh, so things like wormwood, people don't have that flavor normally in their lives, but the places you would have had it before, it's like absinthe, and it's in quite a lot of alcoholic drinks. So that's in both of these products. And when you drink it, people go, but it has got alcohol in it. It can taste the alcohol. It really doesn't have alcohol in there. Uh, and, it, and that plays some tricks with your mind, which is great. And it nice. just gets people thinking and talking. And, and that's what quite often, you know, those situations where we are drinking alcohol traditionally are about the social situations. So, it, you know, they do a lot of the things, right? They, they open things up. It's conversation piece and it gets people talking and communicating and, and enjoying an evening. I'm 
all involved with that. I can't wait to get my uh, get my hands on a bottle of that. Definitely the amber that I'm going for first. But uh, Eddie, uh, I appreciate you've got a bit of a hard out. You've got a beach to get to. I've got a dog to pick up from the vets. Um, I could talk to you for hours, but maybe another time. Thanks so much for walking us through and showing us behind the scenes. Um, and uh, continued success, mate. Thank you very much. Take care. You've been listening to the Menswear Style podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you'd like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.